Hello everybody and welcome to episode 33 <laughs> of the Fetch Everyone Weekly Podcast. How are you doing? Play that intro. Our background sounds today are brought to you by the dishwasher, the dogs and Katie gently sniggering at something. No, she's not sniggering now. Anyway, fetcheveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers, and everyone else. Some oh websites... Goodness. Yes, what? Sorry, what? Sorry, what? I thought you wanted me to say everyone else then. Okay. But I was too late because I was drinking my juice. You're quite often finished. You should... <laughs> Other sentences? Sandwiches, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, that as well. <laughs> Some websites put their best features behind a paywall. We don't. We're in front of that wall going, look at us. Come and use our things. They're free. Put your Utilize. pictures on the wall if you like. Yeah. Put a flowers. Put a flowers. <laughs> put a flowers on the wall. So we haven't been drinking, It's but it's <laughs> quarter to 12 on a Sunday morning. And we've sort of, last time we recorded the podcast on a Sunday... We felt it was just a little bit more chilled out. And tomorrow's a bank holiday, so obviously Katie will be off her face on brown <laughs> ale. And, and I'll be wandering around just trying to avoid any sort of catastrophe that results from her, her drinking. Um, it's not true, is it? None of this is true. No. Don't even like brown ale, do you? Not really. No. What is brown ale? Um, anyway, some websites put their best features behind a paywall. We don't. Everything is free. You get ads, but if you don't want the ads, you can subscribe and make a voluntary contribution and the, all the ads will go away. Our podcast is sponsored by the lovely Ron Hill Specials. They're beavering. Beavering, I say. Um, they've sent us some fabric print samples of the, the Fetch Anniversary shirts and vests. Um, more on that in a bit. But if you're looking for bespoke club kit or event kit, then speak to Ron Hill Specials. They're a lovely company based somewhere around Mansfield, I think, in Nottinghamshire. Um, they're really nice to work with and they can make you literally anything. You can put literally anything on a vest. Within reason. Um, so they very kindly sponsored our podcast for the next uh, couple of months, I think. Um, and don't you forget, lovely Fetchies, to subscribe to this podcast in your uh, listening application of choice and visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast to leave us your comments. We love getting your comments. Isn't that right, Katie? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Are you here? I'm here. Yay. I'm here. Are you going to say what we're going to be talking about this week, or shall I say what we're going to be talking about this Why week? Why don't you say what we're going to be talking about this okay. week, because I feel like I've done a lot of the talking. All right, well, we're going to be talking about our camping trip. Yay. We're going to be talking about what you said on the podcast thread last week, and reacting to that. We're going to be talking about some site features, including Member of the Month. Um, we're also going to be mentioning our forum favourites later on, as usual. And we've got a couple of featured fetchies this week. We've got Linz D and Diogenes. So exciting. Yeah. Cool. And who who knows where else this, this morning go. will take us. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, um, yeah, we did not perish. We went camping. Mm -hmm. 
You survived the zips. Yes, I still found them annoying, and I know everyone thinks that's kind of silly, but you know they are. But there we go. You know, you have to um, you have to come out of your sleeping compartment, then you have to come out of your main bit of your tent, and then yeah, and you have to zip everything up after you and zip, zip, zip as you zip. Hmm. Um, and then there's dogs. Yeah. Um, I'd say it would be nice to have been able to just zip the dogs at some point. Well, we, I would say, on the whole, it was a positive trip. Yeah. And the camping went as well as it could have done. We were very lucky with the weather. We had a pretty nice campsite. The dogs were as good as dogs can be, I think, in the situation. Yeah. I don't think they could have, you know, been much better. To me, the the, the I don't mind the sound of the zips and, mm. and getting it all the way up and all the way down without getting a bit of fabric caught in the zip and then mm. you've got to just yank it out before you carry on. Yeah. That's I, I really like getting it all the way up or all the way down without yeah. catching it. But the thing that I don't like when you open your, your flaps first thing in the morning... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is is when the there's condensation on the front of the tent and then it yeah. all gets all just dribbles yeah. into the actual tent. Yeah. Um mm. so that's the bit. But mm. um we managed to I managed to not need any five AM wheeze, which I think would mm. possibly have resulted in my premature perishing at the hands of Katie. Do you think you might have strangled me? Or you probably awake. Were, you're awake anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I didn't expect to sleep well, but I didn't sleep too badly, except for the final night where several things conspired, really, to, to keep me awake. And but 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 yeah, generally, I think it was okay. I think by the yeah. by the third morning, do I mean the third morning? Yes, I don't, I don't know. the third time we woke up. Yeah, um, we were both probably quite tired by that point, yeah. and both finding things a bit of a bind. Um, yeah. And and you just have to have your dogs with you wherever you are and wherever you do. That's obvious, isn't it? But you perhaps don't realise how many things that's going to impact upon. Yeah. Before you do it, and and I I found that quite wearing. Yeah, there's kind of like this slight build up, like a debt of tiredness. Yeah. And inconvenience that just slowly. Builds gets around you um yeah. so it's really fun um on the first night we did the most british thing imaginable we like we sat and had salmon ramen around our our camping stove and then sat in the tent and listened to the archers it just felt yeah <laughs> like we just needed some pins it would be perfect well we just had a bottle of red wine and just necked that didn't we or I did. rather i did you necked most of it i think yeah no it was and we so we cooked one night, we had fish and chips that we brought back to the campsite another night, and we had a meal out with my dad on another night, and that was kind of a good mix, I think. Uh, but we cooked, we went to the local farm shop and got eggs that were like in a in a basket full of straw that I had to pick. Yeah. Um, and um, he had some lovely stuff in his shop, actually, and I wished we could have bought more of it because there was yeah. like, big packs of bacon that he said were from his pigs and big packs of sausages and all of that sort of massive field mushrooms as well yeah. loads of lovely stuff but we just didn't have the capacity to use that amount of of stuff really yeah we just to uh, put it into context we've got a very small car it's a ford ka a ford <laughs> What? That's not why we didn't buy the bacon though, so no 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 well <laughs> it, it wasn't it, that big it kind of is 
I'm not saying the car was not big enough to transport bacon. <laughs> okay. Um, but we had to take a very limited amount That's of equipment true, okay. and stuff like that. And you see people turning up at the campsite and they've literally moved house. Probably like they've, much. they've brought the bricks. Yeah. And then they assemble them in <laughs> some sort of rapid order. Um, we had to fit everything ourselves and two dogs into the Ford car alongside all of our camping equipment. So we really had the minimum amount. Yeah. Um, so we could have done with something to keep things cool because we also didn't have any milk because we didn't want to buy a whole pint of milk just to make a white yeah. tea yeah. in the morning. So we ended up drinking black instant coffee and it was a bit of a bit of a ritual yeah. um, by the end. But yeah, so some sort of fridge would have made it possible to have the, mm. the bacon. But then you start thinking, well, you're getting away from the... Yeah. The whole camping thing. We didn't need it. It just would have been nice to buy it. I think if we'd yeah. been there longer, we'd have wanted to do stuff like that, maybe. Yeah. And I think also the thing that we witnessed quite a lot on the campsite was people turning up in groups and they'd have these sort of groups of tents, a bit like we had at Bantham where we had our four four tents together. Yeah. Um, and and that looked really nice. That looked like a good a good thing to do and having like it they quite often had a gazebo in the middle of the tents and a little seating area and yeah it just looked really nice and there were gangs of kids wandering around just looking after themselves which also I can imagine if you're parents of children and you go away and there's other children there that must be really lovely so yeah. but and I, someone I, else to keep an eye on the dogs as well so you can just go right I'm going yeah. to the toilet block and I don't have to think about the fact <laughs> that there are two dogs whining at me yeah um although my my dad and my stepmom absolutely fell in love with our dogs and have said that they'd quite happily have them if we camped again. So yeah, I we'll tried see. to get them to keep them, but they said no, no, just temporary. Just temporarily. Yeah. yeah. Um, but fetch fest, thinking about that, yes, that, that might could be, be good. something that we could do next next summer. Um, so we yeah. will. And I've been. I think they're called rally fields. Some mm. campsites advertise that they have rally fields where you can basically invite as many people as you want to turn up i don't know quite uh, the mechanics of the cost of it or whatever whether you have to pay for the entire field or whether everybody just turns up and you have to guarantee minimum numbers or whatever but yeah um game on yeah. i think for next year um and we'll be up for it yeah definitely. turn up with our fridge washing machine dishwasher <laughs> all of those things yes yeah <laughs> So good. So any yeah. more to, to say about the camping, do you think? or what? Not really. I mean, in yeah. related news to that, um, we both did a kind of cross-country mystery run on our own. So Ian yeah, went off of the on, dogs, mainly. Yeah, Ian went off on, on one day. And the plan was, which we really hadn't taken tides into account with this one at all, but the plan was that Ian would run from the campsite along a, a route that he'd devised from an OS map and he would meet us at the nearby um, St Helens kind of front and uh, and I would go there with the dogs and my swimming kit and we'd meet up and we'd swap to Ian having the dogs and me not having the dogs while I, while I had a swim. But when I arrived at the front there was no water. <laughs> it had gone. Uh, the day before we'd walked along the, the front and it all looked really lovely and beautiful water and really clear and quite deep, quite close to the shore and all of those things. 
and uh, it does what the sea does. It goes yeah, out. It, it's gone. It had completely gone for for a long way. It's one of those sorts of um, places where the tide goes out and there's just kind of sandy, pebbly flats for a very long way before you get anywhere near water. And even then, the water's sort of up to your knees for another <laughs> another good mm. long walk. So that didn't quite work out. Um, the run was nice. I was going to say, do you want to talk about your run? Yeah, I, I ran past a big solar farm and through this mysterious little field that had a helicopter in it, like a little tiny helicopter, but you know, mm. big enough for humans, not like a Thai one. And, <laughs> and that suddenly just popped out on the seafront. And I thought, right, I just got to turn right and keep following it. And eventually I'll get mm. to the bit where I recognise and and it's really nice they've got um there's like a concrete path all the way around that bit it's not the same all the way around the island but it was really easy to run on yeah um except for a few bits where you have to divert down onto the beach or go into wooded areas so i i went down to the beach most of the time yeah um and running on the pebbles was a bit uncomfortable but not too bad mm. um really enjoyed it for for me in bedford stuck in the middle of the country yeah. pretty much it's really nice having a different environment to run in. Yeah. Um, and I think... And your little face when I got there. Yeah. Like they moved the sea. The sea's gone. Um, so the plan was that the, the day after this is that I would do a similar thing to Ian, but shorter. So I would start off going up a public footpath, but then turn right a lot sooner than Ian had, get to the sea. And my run, I wanted it to be about three miles um, and I also, in my plan, had getting back to the campsite within that three miles. Um, but what I didn't take into account was that without the OS map with me, I would soon lose my sense of direction completely. <laughs> and although I was following the public footpath signs, there were very few that actually said what you were heading for. They were just arrows this way just blue yeah. arrows little blue arrows i guess that's normal but anyway mm. i didn't have my map so i sort of thought oh i'm definitely heading towards the sea and every so often i'd see the sea and i think oh that's okay then and so i kept going and then eventually i bumped into this man who was running in the opposite direction and said am i heading towards st helens because that's where i wanted that's where i wanted to get to sort of quite quickly and he looked a bit shocked and said not really no if you turn right here and start heading <laughs> at right angles to the route that you're on now you'll get to a place called Nettlestone which is a bit further along from St Helens um, so I took his advice and and hot-footed it across a field on a on a public footpath um, and then went past the same helicopter that Ian had mentioned yesterday yeah. so, so I was like oh running. Pretty much the same yeah, as me, really. I've definitely gone wrong because I'm not supposed to be on this route. Um, but I got, I got there. I got down to the same sort of pebbly beach that Ian's talking about, and by this point, I'd done four and a half miles. I was quite hot, and um, my right knee was being a bit kind of tweaky about the constant camber on the beach. So I sort of stopped my watch at that point and started walking towards St Helens and what I knew to be coffee. Uh, at the cafe. You could smell it a mile off. <laughs> and uh, texted Ian and said, can I get a rescue from St Helens, please? So 
That actually worked out quite nicely, yeah. didn't it? Chuck the dogs in the car. <laughs> Again. <laughs> That's fine, yeah. They, yeah. they sort of got used to it, but very, in a very resigned sort of way. In general, they didn't lie down or relax or stop panting for the entire no. three, four days, really, whenever they were in the car. And they were still trying to avoid getting into the car every time we had to get them back in, which was many times. But anyway, um, so we both did a run while we were over there and I did a sea swim, very short. And because I was a little bit nervy and I was on my own, it was kind of like swim out a bit, swim up and down in front of me in a bit, come back in again, go out again, swim up and down. But the sea was lovely and clear. I could see right down to the bottom. The seaweed was beautiful, sort of swaying around and, and lovely. Um, so that was really nice and I enjoyed that a lot. And then today I've been to the lake actually and on a long swim because I'd like to get my I'd like to get my long swims back up again before the open water season ends. So um did them about a mile and a half today at the at the lake, which was lovely. Nice one. Yes. Yeah. And Stephen even did a little bit of swimming Stephen as well. Tried. Just, just like a, an inch out of his depth and then he was did going. Did he try mm. to swim or did he try to avoid swimming really but kind of accidentally went out of his depth? I think he ended up having to do some swimming because every now and again the, yeah. the water would rise a few yeah. inches and he'd be caught off his guard. But yes. I think he could do it in an emergency. Oh yeah, like, you know. definitely in an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> just wouldn't be his thing. Yeah, he wouldn't choose to do it. So me? You? Should we do me now? So I did my Isle of Wight run. My Achilles is not quite settled yet, so I'm just trying to manage that a little bit. Um, you didn't tell me that it wasn't settled. Oh, I thought I'd... I obviously haven't. No. No, no it's not quite right yet, but okay. it's not... doesn't seem to be going <clears throat> anywhere. Okay. Um, so the Isle of Wight run was five miles, and that was over the beach, so my both my calves were a little bit messed up after going over the pebbles because your mm. feet are going everywhere mm. um, but that's just you know that that came good again um, a day later um, and then on Saturday we did Kettering Park Run didn't we? Oh I'd forgotten about that. Did you? Yeah. It was only yesterday. I know. <laughs> so there's um, Mrs Jiggs um, was the orchestrator of a, a, a nice meetup. Yeah. At Kettering Park Run, which is at Wicksteed Park. So yes. there's a, a big old fun park and and there's a park run there. So there's um you go into the theme park car park. I'm saying park a lot in <laughs> lots of different contexts. Mm. And and the course is an interesting one. It's two and a half laps or two and a quarter laps mm. and you go over some train tracks it feels like about eight times you cross the train tracks you know one of those little fun trains that go around the edges of theme parks yeah um of course you know because you were I there and you saw it and you waved to it and i, I saw you waving at it yeah and i thought oh <laughs> so uh started at the back and it was really busy and the paths are quite narrow initially um but I managed to scoot past a few people and, and find a little bit of space. I did a near cartwheel <laughs> next to Mrs. Jiggs, which Katie debates. Um, I dispute that it's a near cartwheel, but yeah. I know that you stumbled. Yeah, yeah, so there's a big tree root and I had my sunglasses on because I'm trying to bat off the hay fever at the moment. And um, so I nearly got upended. Okay. But I managed to stay upright. And then there's the other interesting bit on the course is there is uh, like a series of pontoons uh, all strapped together to form a bridge across this lake. 
and with 200 300 people all running across it simultaneously the the surface is getting pushed down and and recovering lots and lots of times bouncy, very bouncy so every time your feet land you're either in a situation where the floor comes up to meet you before you're ready for it or the floor is not quite where you want it to be and you end yeah. up sort of doing that I'm just about to fall asleep kind of step it was really um, messing with my yeah. balance yeah. actually so the the first lap I because there were so many people on the bridge with me I just ended up walking yeah and I thought about Liebling actually I wanted to if that would just well I'm guessing it would be an absolute nightmare for, yeah. for her in reality it was probably <clears throat> no more than a, a couple of inches up or down or maybe even less than that maybe even centimeters it didn't yeah. really measure it but it's enough to just totally throw you off your balance mm. and it, it it's felt a good like, hundred meters long though isn't it I'd yeah say. it's a it's a definite characterful part of the yeah. course yeah uh, that you'd have to take into account yeah. If you wanted to go and run it. Um, Funky Pom said he managed to get into a rhythm with the bouncing of the bridge and his running, which I'm, I'm massively impressed by. Yeah. And I I did ask him to explain how he managed to do that, and he just was enigmatic about it. Yeah, mysterious. Yeah. Like those, like those Australians. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was better second time around because there were fewer people. Mm. But there's also uh, a little bit of an uphill as well, and I'm way out of condition at the moment mm. so it's, I was trying to go for it and the uphills were just a little bit of a slog yeah um, but it was a fun course and I'd love to go back and do it again at some point yeah um, no beautiful course really interesting lots of different bits to it um, I really liked it I'd, I'd yeah. happily go back and do it again yeah that's good and then we sat under the shade of a big tree yeah and um, everybody had brought something to eat yeah um, I made some cheese scones. You did. And, they were yum. Yeah, some gluten-free ones which weren't so good, um, but you know it's my first time making them, so yeah. I, I'll get better at them. Mm. And everybody had brought stuff. I think Nightjar had made sausage and bacon rolls, like sausage rolls. Mm. Um, Mrs. Jiggs had made um, what was it? Spinach and ricotta. Oh, they were lovely. Spinach yeah, with poppy seed things. Yeah. So they were nice. I had a few of those. Um, and I'm probably missing out a whole well, lot of stuff that other Jigs people made. Jigs had made a, a lovely cake as well. Yeah. Um, and and um, Wine Legs had made a, one of those kind of chocolate roll things, what are they called, like a roulade type thing, yeah. with cream in it and cherries and booze and, oh, that was gorgeous as well. So yeah. we put candles on that and sang happy birthday because it was Nightjar's birthday um, yesterday. So that was nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. It's so really we, yeah, nice. we sat there for a, a few hours and battered away the wasps and yep. chatted to everybody. So that was pretty awesome. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and that's it. And then this morning, I just did a who squares wins noodle around the town to try and uh, make some sort of effort in my match because I was sixty to nothing down. Managed to pull it back a bit, but um, who knows where that one's going to turn up. Um, and that's it. That's my training for this week. Just plodding along, really, and um, mm. trying to avoid the hay fever, which has been yeah, at been times bad, chronic. Yeah, we've had some comments from users about uh, comments from users. That's listeners. Should I say listeners or users? You're a user of the podcast or a listener to the podcast? Well, you're a listener, but they're also yeah. site users, aren't they? Yeah, from you lot, anyway. Mm. Fetchies. Yes, fetchies. Fetchies. Yeah. People liked hearing about Elsie's Seven Bridge adventure 
and her swim and zipline experience. Um, so any other holiday stuff from anybody, we'd love to hear your recordings. Um, Mac had some dishwasher issues that he uh, unfortunately mistakenly posted. Um, they weren't actually his even. They were from the thread that is the in the local, local Facebook, Facebook group. Watch. Group. Watch. Yeah. We weren't in sync then, were we? Yeah. Um, but that just made me smile and I quite liked it. Uh, and we were really sorry to hear about FML's partner who injured her knee and um, quite drastically actually and it was all a bit kind of horrible so we're really hoping that she's mending and hasn't needed to have surgery but do update us FML we'd like to know how she's getting on please yeah absolutely and lots of kind love and hugs for Katie uh, from pretty much Loads of everyone people. yeah um, so yeah there you thank go you. thank yeah, you and, very and, much yeah and nice comments about the the bit at the end of last week's podcast yeah um but anyway um <laughs> but most importantly yes my accent my australian accent is better than funky pom's yes. australian accent and he's been living there for two years yeah so in your face funky i think, <laughs> but I think he's a really lovely guy we, he's we talked a really to nice him guy. on um, he was there on i Saturday. think i would be the same as him though i'd be like no, I'm English and I will I will hold on to my English accent and I will be that person in Australia. I will be the POM, I will be that. So yeah. I, I totally get that. I mean, I know when you've been somewhere for a long time, you start to pick up little inflections and things, don't you? But Yeah, well, I can talk. Yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah mine comes and goes depending on how much rugby's on the telly. <laughs> um, but I think my Australian accent comes down to two things, possibly. One is watching Neighbours religiously as a teen, perhaps. And the other one is listening to cricket commentary mm. from the age of about 10 onwards and Test Match Special. Um, every series that England play, they always get the commentators in from the other team. So I've sort of grown up listening to lots of... Uh, Indian, Pakistan, South African, Australian, West Indian accents. Mm. Love them all. Mm. And it it sort of lends an interesting character to every series when yeah. it comes with the accents of that place. Yeah. Um, yeah so I think I've, I've done my ear tuning uh, from the mm. cricket. I'm going to say it's the cricket rather than Neighbours because Neighbours is a bit rubbish really. <laughs> I watched Neighbours religiously for years as well. Yeah, and it hasn't helped you, so let's say it's a cricket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Do you want to do your site features? Yes, okay, so two things to mention. Um, the first is the Fetch shirts. So as I mentioned earlier, we've uh, been sent some print samples. So um, kind of like a tablecloth-sized piece of... Uh, wicking fabric with the fetch shirt printed all over it and uh, somewhere in the midst of Ron Hill specials they've got a big t-shirt shaped cookie cutter mm. uh, for each of the sizes and they just plonk that on the fabric and cut it all out I'm sure it's a bit more technical than I'm that I'm sure it is yeah and um, so they sent the samples so that we could see how the shirts are going to come out make sure all the colors are everything uh, and everything are going to be 
spot on mm. and they look pretty cool to be honest the they red look one great, yeah. looks, looks really yeah. striking and uh, the black one as well looks pretty good so i'm yeah. looking forward to seeing those made up um and we're expecting those in the first week of september so i'll be getting those out straight away and any that are left over i'll be putting those up on the the fetch shop for anybody who wants one um but the other thing i wanted to say was that i on Saturday, I handed the samples over now that we've checked them to two of our craft type fetchies. I'm not going to name them because if they don't end up making something amazing out of them and, and, and want to hide it away from public view, then I don't want to put any pressure on them. Um, I'm rolling my eyes because if anyone looks at the picture of our meetup, they're going to know who they're exactly gonna look, who it is. They're going to look at the picture and go, okay, so we know who's doing that then. Um, yeah. But yeah. But anyway, there's no pressure anyway. It's fine. You know, if something useful comes out of it, great. That's lovely. And if not, then... Yeah. So what? Yeah. It's, it's still gone to a good home. Good and home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. And secondly, uh, member of the month. So we're getting towards the end of August now, which means that if you haven't got your nominations in for your member of the month for August, then you should really do that before the last day of the month. So as soon as we hit September, it's too late to um, nominate someone because September the 1st, we start voting for whoever our favourite one is. Um, but it's also interesting this month because it is our last ever winner who will get a prize from Red Venom. Uh, Red Venom make compression clothing and for many years now, they've very kindly been giving us uh, or our winners £70 to spend at their store on compression gear. Stephen's just woken up and had a little shake and is wandering off to find his next sleeping position, which is on the sofa. So uh, Red Venom, it's their last uh, month of sponsoring us, so we'll be announcing the last Red Venom winner in very early September. And then from September onwards, I'm pleased to announce that we've got a new sponsor. So I won't tell you who it is. If you're on the picnic, you probably know already. Um, but... I will be sharing the news of the new sponsor in early September and um, I'm quite excited because it's quite an exciting prize on offer, I think. Yeah. So um, look out for that. Um, but Red Venom, just a big thanks to those guys for their support over the years. Yeah. And you can still use Fetch20 for 20% off on the Red Venom store. So if you, if you like your compression clothing, if you like getting a bit of a hug from your tech fabric, then go and check them out and don't forget to use that code. Um, and there'll be more news on the new sponsor soon. So you want to talk about your, your blog favourites? Uh, yeah, my blog favourites this week are um, Vix again, who is continuing to do some amazing um, blogs for us. And he's been sharing loads of information and answering questions. And it's been really really useful so check out his blog it's fabulous um the yeah. other one i wanted to mention is niffer i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly i think it's like jennifer well that's what i've been assuming yeah yeah, yeah me too yeah niffer yeah. i really enjoyed her iron man um copenhagen blog it's it's really cool and um I I don't think I've read many of her blogs before, but I shall be reading more of them from now on. Um, I'm an avid blog reader, actually. And um, her Iron Man Copenhagen blog is great. There's a little bit of a 
intro as to why and how it all kind of came about and all that and I won't spoil anything but it's a great blog to read um so yeah go and check that one out they're my recommendations this week fantastic I wanted to mention two threads um the first is who squares wins uh if you've never played the game before it's a great place to go and get advice on how to play and we're also getting to the very exciting end of our first multi-match. We started off with 128 players and each week the number of players has halved and we're down to the final two now. So uh, midday Monday we'll find out who our ultimate winner is uh, and that'll be very exciting. And it's a very close match between JCB and Daddy Shark. Oh. Um, and But I seem to remember there's uh, some sort of injury for one of them possibly caused by the game so play responsibly kids um no i think um one of them's got a bit of a calf injury so just just do take care and remember it is just a game yeah um but there'll be another 128 <laughs> people all going into the mincer folks um as soon as this this game is over so do go and check out the thread to find out what all the fuss is about and and join in with that game and it's a lot of fun in terms of injury prevention you can cycle as well Yes, you can cycle, you so, can even swim, um, yeah. which is difficult if there's no water. And you, you could also walk, so you can walk yes. through your squares to, to register points. Yeah. Don't, don't risk your legs or any no. bits of you, really. Yeah, it's fun playing games, but it's more fun being able to run generally, yeah. isn't it? So, yeah. so there, so, so you've been we've, warned. So we've got some featured fetchies. I haven't talked about the cricket yet. I'm sorry. Okay. So yeah, go and have a look at the cricket thread. Um, and one poster in particular always makes me smile, and that's T.R.O. Saracen, his optimistic um, predictions of how England are going to do are quite infectious, and everybody's at it, really. Um, so if you're a cricket fan, come and join us on the cricket thread. I'm one of the definite optimisms. Optimisms? You're an optimism. <laughs> I'm an optimism on that thread. Um, I'm been through the highs and lows with England cricket um, and I think they've they've got a chance they're still in with a chance today um, but do go and check that out and that's it that's all I want to say okay that's cool yeah. <clears throat> featured fetchies then mm-hmm. like you were just saying mm-hmm. uh, first of all we haven't listened to this one so this is going to be a, we're going to listen along with you fetchies and this one's from Lynn's D and it's at a pool I think it's a swimming pool. Hello Fetchies, this is Lindsay and I'm here with another Fetchie. It's TB here. And we are sitting in the car outside Hampton Pool. And we're sitting in the car because it's not open yet and we're very early. Um, And we are about to go and swim. It's, I should say, it's very important. Um, It's Friday and it's nearly 10 o'clock at night. So it's dark and it's raining. But we are going to go and swim in Hampton Pool, which is open air and heated and I'm swimming there because well because I like to swim with TB but also because I read about it many years ago and I've always wanted to come and TB yeah I live pretty nearby I've lived nearby for nearly 30 years now I think actually and um, I've been coming regularly on and off um, during that time but more recently because I had to stop running for a little while after I did the marathon in April and I decided to take that time to um, work on my swimming so that I could use it as a as a nice bit of cross training. So I've been coming here and having lessons on a Monday night. And when Lynn's found out I was doing that, she 
wanted to come along and it was Linz who saw on the website that they do these moonlight swims once a month during the summer so we thought we'd come and give it a go. But it is raining um, uh, but I'm sure it'll be utterly lovely when we get in and we're not going to get any wetter so um, yeah off we go and swim. Bye! Bye! So we're out of the pool, we're, we're dressed and um, dry sort of but it's really raining very hard now uh, but I think we had lots of fun we had glow, everybody had glow sticks in the pool because there wasn't really much other lighting so and it was quite interesting lots of people who don't normally swim getting in our way in the, in the lanes yeah. <laughs> um, um, but it emptied out quite quickly actually so I think I think we're going to do it again aren't we Lindsay? We are going to do it again definitely um, yeah and we're probably going to try and stay a bit longer we've both got commitments tomorrow which meant we've we've done quite a short swim but um, yeah we're definitely going to do it again it was fun. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I'm really glad we did it and we'll definitely do it again. And it's hammering down with rain and we can feel virtuous about having done our swim. Bye! Bye! Thanks, Linz and TB. That sounds awesome, actually. I, I love swimming in different places, in different situations and different weathers. And um, it's not always easy, um, but it does make for an, a really interesting experience. And I, yeah, I like the, I like the sound of that very much. Um Recently, we had a very, very windy day at the lake and it was so, so choppy and there was spray lifting off the water and everything. And I managed one lap and felt like I'd I probably fought with it long enough. Um, and uh, Nightjar went on to do another two laps after that. So he, he really liked the, the, the conditions. But yeah, I, I've, that's another thing from swimming that I've really liked is all the different places that you can swim and different times of the day and night and I think nighttime swimming is is really special so thanks for sharing that with us sounds awesome yeah and uh, I like the sound of the rain at the end yes Just, I like that bit yeah it's nice. I've been in that car not literally that car but yeah that that one where the rain's coming down you don't want to get out of it. yeah <laughs> um, and we have another contribution from Diogenes yeah and um, he says please edit these to make me sound good so, well, you sound good anyway. Yeah. Um, and he's sent five separate recordings, so he's clearly an Archers fan. So the yeah. fifth one is obviously going to be the sort of <laughs> the, reveal. the Friday cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, so here you go, over to Diogenes. Hi, Fetches. This is Diogenes on this Saturday morning, and I'm off to a park run. This will be the sixth park run I've done in about seven years. My first one was the first Guildford park run in March 2012. Uh, I did the second Guildford Park run, I did a couple in 2013 and I did one in 2016. Um, but I thought it was about time I did another one. So I'm off to Hogmore Enclosure, or Hogwarts as I like to think of it, where I am going to run with no expectations on time. All I hope to do is maybe try and run the whole thing without stopping. Um, a 5k park run PB is about 24 minutes, nearly 25. Um, I'm expecting somewhere about 36 today. But it'd be nice to do a new park run for me. Um, I believe this one's fairly flat, so it should be easy. And because of football commitments, it's rare that I get a chance to do any Saturday morning exercise, unless I go out really early on my own. Anyway, I'll check in later and let you know how it went. 
might have underestimated the amount of time I needed to get here. I'm probably going to miss the newcomers briefing. Never mind, I think it's fairly straightforward. Follow the others. It's not like I'm going to be leading or anything. Anyway, exciting. Will I make it there in time for a warm-up? Or will I literally be running out of the car and running over the line? We'll see. Ah, now we've got speed bumps. People are driving really slowly over them. Will I ever get there? Well, I've arrived, I've parked. I did start getting a bit worried because I wasn't sure where I was going, so I put it on the sat-nav and it told me I was 14 minutes away, which I knew must be wrong. I found myself at the front of a convoy of traffic, which was going there. When I wanted to be on the back, so I pulled over and then just followed people in, and I was literally 50 yards from where the entrance is. So anyway, time to lock the car, make sure I've got my barcode in my back pocket, and go. See you later. Well, Fetches, just got back to my car after the Hogmore Enclosure Park Run. I don't like 5Ks. How can 3.1 miles seem so far? Uh, but, you know, it's a lovely park run, really nice course. Not that hilly, but very sandy in places, which makes it hard work. Um, I did have a couple of walk breaks, one just after halfway for about 20 seconds, and another one not long after that. And then annoyingly, I did one right before the end. I just felt like I couldn't go any further. I needed a little bit of a break before the finish. And then I started running again, came around the corner, and there was the finish. I could have ran it all. Um, but it wouldn't have made much difference, about 10 seconds maybe. Um, unofficial time of around 34 minutes, which isn't bad. Better than I expected. I did walk less than I thought I might have to, although I was hoping to go all the way. And would I do it again? Yeah, but I'd love to be fitter, run all the way and feel strong. But I guess we all want that, don't we? Anyway, here's to the next one, which will probably be sometime in 2020. Cheers, bye. Thanks, Diogenes. And um, I don't think anybody actually likes running 5K. I think if you, if you put everything into it, it's quite a horrible experience, really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you feel if you if you end up doing well, yeah. then it feels great afterwards. Um, but beforehand and during, it's it's quite a messy business. Um, I think that my hay fever was probably helped on Saturday by going hard at it at Kettering, giving my lungs a good clear out. Um, but definitely, it's an opportunity to really push yourself. Um, and I hope you get to another one before 2020. I hope it's um, something that you get to soon. So, um, and well done and thanks for contributing because I, I know you've been listening for a while um, and it's always lovely to get a, a new contributor to the podcast. So thank you very much. Yeah, different voice is nice. And I was, was genuinely on the edge of my seat listening, wondering whether you would get to that start line in time. Those speed bumps though. Oh, yeah, so... No, really enjoyed that. Thank you. And Park Run is one of the, or 5K is one of those things you never quite know how it's going to go and how it's going to feel. So well done. Yeah, and do go and give it a go a lot sooner, and hopefully you'll you'll get that yeah. eliminate those walk breaks a bit at a time, yeah. and you'll be on your way. Okay, what else have we got? That's it. We're we're pretty much done. Apart from like, what you're going to be doing this week. Uh, what am I going to be doing this week? Okay, I haven't really planned it. I think uh, because it's Bank Holiday Monday, the lake mm. is open weekend hours tomorrow. Ooh. So I'd quite like to get down there again. 
maybe for a skin swim though because what I'm yeah. going to try and do now to try and do another winter of skin swimming I'm going to start dipping every week without my wetsuit on so my body is getting accustomed as the water is going to start getting colder from here on in it's 20 degrees today so very pleasant indeed in my wetsuit yeah so I think that's one thing I'll do tomorrow and running wise I'd really like to just do a kind of a five miler and a couple of three something like that this week yeah just turning the handle sort of thing there goes the dishwasher yeah a little bit of an empty there yeah. Seems to be okay, Mac, our dishwasher, so all good. Yes. And yeah, that's about it. That's all I've got planned, really. What about you? Yeah, well, I've got sort of one more week when I've got the boy when he's out of school. So it feels oh, yeah. like almost there in terms of getting back to some kind of routine with running because summer holidays is always a little bit of a, an unknown quantity. Yes. Um, but then I'm... I set out initially hoping to do a thousand miles this year. Mm. Um, a couple of bad months with injuries have meant that that's not looking likely now. Um, but I think new school year, new you, that should be the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, forget. Are you hoping to find a new you? Um, I don't know. Mm. Just that, just the old me would be good. <laughs> <laughs> what the faster you the faster uh, younger me yeah that would be awesome yeah <laughs> forget this new me yeah. uh, i'm i'm building on the new me i'm building i want yeah. i want ross edgley's shoulders so i'm basically that's what i'm aiming at now and i'm definitely going to get back on the yoga thing yeah. mat definitely My yoga mat. Yeah. i have not been doing enough yoga my back knows it um i'm going to start that today day four again <laughs> because it's an easy one <laughs> day five is a bit longer keep being put off by that but i'm gonna do it just gonna bloom and do it yeah gonna get a hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> you hear it here first folks so yeah um september is coming uh exciting times yeah uh thank you very much for listening to our travel this week Send your audio contributions to podcast at fetcheveryone.com. We really do love seeing them appearing in the inbox. Uh, subscribe to the podcast and visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast to leave your comments. We love getting those. And we'll see you next time. I think the dishwasher's nearly done. We better go and empty that, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. Tara, you have a good bank holiday. Don't drink too much. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.